system for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. I guarantee you, whatever you've done this weekend is not going to outdo what AJ did. And, and I'm not saying that like she got a lot done or I'm not doing that. But the event she went to, there's no way anything you did, any apple orchard, any apple picking, pumpkins, all that shit, none of it's going to beat the sheer awesomeness of AJ taking our son to, uh, well, it's, it's his second annual. I don't know how long the event's been going on, but a uh, fur con that is, uh, was happening, is happening in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Was happening. Yeah. Furry, it's a furry convention. It's a furry convention. If you don't know that, it is a furry is a person who likes to dress up. Think uh, of like college mascots, you know, like the head to toe animals. It's like Bango for the yeah. Bucks. They, it's basically people who like to dress up as Bango, but not. it has nothing to do with sports. Isn't it's that just funny? a mascot outfit. It's people who are cutting out the middleman. Because I feel like if anyone was ever given the, um, the opportunity to be a mascot... It's kind of a dream for like anyone. I feel like if you were in high school, they're like, "Hey, we need someone to be uh, Joey the Spartan, yeah, and and wear the big stupid head, and and you got to dress up and run around." And I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, "I want to do that." The furries, I feel like, just take control of the narrative and say, "I don't need to do this for anyone else. I could do it for me. I could do it for me." We always joked in high school. We didn't have a mascot costume, I don't think, in high school. No. And our, they just got one, like, within the last 15 years. They're very in. Yeah, but we always joked because we were the Trojans, and we said, well, somebody should dress up as a condom. Big condom, there you go. Nobody did that either. Very funny joke, very 90s, 2000s-based, yes. like it. There was nobody dressed up as a condom <laughs> at FurCon either. Trojans were a big one. Weren't there, like, I feel like we ran out really fast when we developed our uh, uh, school athletic programs. And realized we needed mascots and names. Yeah. We 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 defaulted fast to a couple categories. Well, like the Greek mythology and stuff. Yeah, like like, that. like for like like the Trojans. Yeah. It, you know, um, obviously all the 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 Native American shit, right? Yeah. Like everyone just took a native and was like, that's our chief. Chief Wampum, yeah. that's our guy. But we 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 didn't, you know, there's no like Harry the robot. No, there were no robots. No Marvin the Martian? No. Home, home of the Martians? No, I think there were some Martians. I remember Shut a couple. Shut the fuck up. I, Did there, you know a Martian? There was a school in Milwaukee that had a Martian mascot. That, doesn't, that does, does not shock me. I like that. Well, AJ went to a fur con with our son. And uh, this is what he does. He has a, um, a fursona. You can probably figure what that out what that is but it's 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 his own character yeah all of these furry costumes are these their own characters they make them up yeah. sometimes like it's very cosplay it's very yeah. close to cosplay dylan kind of um educated me on some of it yesterday because there was one outfit i loved i'm like that's just cool it's just awesome and he said it was something from my little pony um. so I didn't, I didn't know that but i'm like oh well that's really cool but then a lot of them are just characters people make like up. you made like i just dreamt yeah. this up and it's very like i was kind of telling our son i said don't think that you know other like 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 we all kind of do this in a way and the scene we're into the the electronic music scene 
It is literally people playing dress up on yeah, the weekends. We just dress up in goofy shit. You know, there's no you one. You can wear a Halloween costume. You can wear a big sequin dress. You can wear whatever you whatever, want. I mean, Nobody thinks it's weird. It's very much the same kind of thing. So AJ uh, was very nice. She took our son to Phoenix. You know, that's about, a, depending on where you want to go in the valley. It was be, an hour 41 yesterday. Yeah, it, it could be anywhere from an hour and a half to like two hours from where we live here in Tucson. It was We're in Mesa, actually, which is like a suburb of Tucson. And um, oh, I'm sorry, Phoenix. You guys had a uh, yeah. It sounds like you had a good time. It was. I mean, it's not my scene at all. I don't. I. <laughs> how, I yeah. I was gonna say, how is it for someone who's not into the furry scene to be at a fur con? I feel like that's like you know sending a priest to the AVN awards. Like like he's <laughs> he's not into anything that's there. So what's he gonna do? I mean, I was there obviously to chaperone. You know, our son's 16. I think you know. To be honest, I it's something I could have dropped him off at. I would have felt totally safe with that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I've been to it already, so I already knew what it was like. Gotcha. Most of the parents there were also into the fursonas. See? Like, there were families of furries. Shut the fuck up. Were there? Did they all have fursonas? Um, I saw one entire family that had different different but matching fursonas. Awesome. Um, there were some parents who were furries who had like toddlers running around that they just clipped a tail to, you know, so they would fit in. <laughs> which was just put some raccoon ears and a tail on a toddler. You're like, yeah, fine. And let me tell you, he's a Mario for Mario too when he becomes a raccoon. Go ahead. You won't find anything more family friendly than a furry convention because babies and little kids, yeah. babies, toddlers, little kids, everybody. Thinks this shit is so cool. Yeah, this is amazing. There was a baby wow. watching the, it was called the fur parade. And it was basically everybody who was dressed up as a furry got to parade. Into it's like the, the Halloween yeah. parade in a uh, school. And yeah. you get the parade around the school. Everyone who wore their costume and the, everyone yeah. takes a picture. And everybody, uh, these kids thought it was amazing. There was a baby like bright eyed and bushy tail going as they, as they walked by. <laughs> Just it, it's such like an adorable little thing, and it's there's a lot of anime. There's a lot of like My Little Pony shit. I mean, it's it's very it's again not my scene at all. But yeah. our son likes it, so I'm gonna support him and whatever he wants to do. He's he's loved dressing up since he was little. He's always been into costumes, masks. Like we had um, costume characters. We were buying costumes outside of Halloween because he just wanted a costume. <laughs> so this doesn't surprise me that he's into it. Unfortunately, it's gotten a weird, really weird, bad reputation from people that have like made up stories about you know furries using litter boxes in schools. That's not true. Any of it. Stop it. Just I've so heard you know. the same thing about Civil War reenactors. They only use latrines. If you ever see your neighbor who reenacts the Civil War start digging a trench, look out. It he's, was living, just, he's living the gimmick. These are just, and, and don't get me wrong, there was like, there were some 18 plus activities later in the night. Like, what's that, like like a dance party and stuff uh, like yeah, that? Yeah, there was stuff like that. that I was mean, more, I assume because it is, you know, it's it's a thing that is inherently, it's kind of like cosplay and Comic-Cons, where they've now divided themselves into the all-ages, family-friendly part. Yeah. But then there's really kind of a scene for the 18 and up, the 21 and up, because that scene's been around long enough yeah. Where kids have gone from being 12, 13, 14, 
and now they're 30. Yeah. And they still want to go, but maybe they want to cut loose a little bit, have some drinks and have a DJ. Yeah. And not necessarily have like the toddler with the raccoon ears running exactly, around. So exactly. So do, do, do the furries do the same thing where it's like, yeah. this is a family friendly part, but tonight get all the kids and out of here. Like, it, you know, there was like a, it's like, it was like a 18 plus fan fiction. So, you know, inappropriate stories and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Lots of swearing, lots of swearing, violence, sex, yeah. all that fun stuff. I mean, you know, the furries, it wasn't an orgy. That's what our son said. He goes, is it like an orgy? <laughs> no. I said, no, it's not. That happens at the orgy place. That's a whole different scene. <laughs> if you want to find orgies, there's tons of orgies. Where they go after Furcon in their fur suit is their business. But no, it was really fun. And it's just cool to see all these personas and the names they come up with. Because well, people put a lot of time, energy, and money, and effort oh, into this money. shit. Money. You guys, money. I saw fur heads. Not the entire fur suit. Which, you know, it, it can go head to toe. The f- Some of the fur heads for sale that are custom, $5,000. Shut up. Which is why we made our own. Shush. But you know what they're selling now, which is awesome, and they didn't have last year? What's that? Everybody's like, how did you? In fact, oh, it's so cute. Um, I emceed an Irish dance show today. And there are, you know, we had some adult dancers and we had some dancers that are my son's age. And I'm, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. And a couple of them came up to me and said, his fursuit is so cool. I love, like, I love that you, you went with him and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I made the fur head myself. And they're like, what? And I said, well, you know, and they're like, yeah, they're expensive. They're like three to five grand. But um, they sell these foam. It's basically the foam base that's cut into whatever animal you want it to be. Sure. And then you just glue the fur onto it. Like, trust me, it doesn't look professional, but it's really cool. Like, they have more DIY stuff this year than they did last year. I mean, I year. assume that the furry thing is much like the Comic-Con thing, much like, I mean, all the cosplay shit, and I really do mean that, from, like, Civil War reenactors yeah. up to people that want to play medieval knights. I mean, we we know it's, it's, it's what is it? It's a fucking... What season? The uh, Renaissance Festival season, yeah. right? Everyone just got done doing Renaissance Renfest stuff. So I, I mean, know, I know they all want to look down on each other, but no, no, no. y'all are doing this. The everyone's exact same doing the same. Thing. Yeah, everyone's doing the same thing. It's the same thing. And so I feel like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, people put a lot of dough into this stuff, and then it, it kind of goes, you know, is it a D, DIY thing, and you take more pride, or is it? I can afford the best 17th century, uh, you know, remake of a, of a night suit or some shit. I don't know. Like last year, he kind of started out with the fursona. He bought, with his own money, he bought a tail and mm-hmm. some mitts. Okay. And we kind of were like, okay, so we'll build from there. We'll go with that color scheme. Um, he got some feet, which are usually really expensive. I found a great deal on mm-hmm. Etsy. So he had the feet. And then I'm like, all right, aside from the the head to toe suit, all you're missing is the head. It's crazy. Um, so I made him the head and he got a lot of compliments on it. And they all take pictures with each other. They all love each other's personas. Yeah. Like I said, it's very Comic-Con-y. Um, the only thing he doesn't have is the rest of the fur suit. But I did realize this year that, you know, basically shoulders to feet. And I realized this year it's not as much of a thing. Like people just kind of wear their own outfits just it covers all your skin. Yeah. So it was I don't know, it was really cool. I learned more about it this year. They had a rat rescue there, which I thought was really a rat cool. rescue. Yeah, they had all these cute little Shut rats the running around. Fuck up a rat rescue. So cute. Yeah, they had a rat rescue. They They're had... looking for them. Chicago's got a few. <laughs> if they need to New find York some find some strays that they want to adopt out to uh, furries, who wants a rat? It was really cool. <laughs> I think the funniest part though was Go ahead. Um, well, we found a Hooters girl. Furry, nice. which nice. was very fun. Big boobs, fake boobs. What uh, what animal? What a- hold on, hold on. Let me guess. I'm gonna guess in my mind what animal a Hooters girl would be. 
got to be a bunny rabbit. No, it wasn't a bunny. No shit. No, but I don't have my phone with me, so I okay. couldn't tell you. I know it wasn't a bunny. Um, it's a but kitten? There was... Was it a bird? I don't. It wasn't a bird. Not a lot lot of birds. Not a lot of birds. There were two crows, which was cool, but there were only two of them. Nice. It was fun. I mean, it's different. I definitely. It's cool to see all these kids and all these people, and even parents, just people who probably feel like outcasts, let loose. It is. I mean, you definitely. I mean, yeah. Listen, if if your kid's doing fur con, he's not doing little league. And there's, you know, out of the two things you can probably bring up at most dinner tables and have the family go, oh, you know, Little League is probably the more um, above board one. Even if your kid sucks, even if your kid doesn't want to play Little League, you say Little League and everyone goes, oh, okay, Little League. I shit you not. I was at dinner with my friends for my 40th birthday last year and all their kids play sports, hockey, Little (laughs) League, uh, soccer, and then they got to me and I'm like, well, Dylan's into fur conventions, like oh. fur, and that's when like the litter box talk there came up, go. and I was like, "Geez, like I felt like such an outcast." I was like, "Yeah, I get it," but it's so it's it was just cool to that's see what, people that's, open up. That's what friends are for. Remember <laughs> to ridicule, ridicule your children. It was so cool just to see everybody let loose and be comfortable in their own skin, and like every ethnicity, you know, male, female, non-binary, everything, everybody was there. And it was just cool. I it's absolutely not my thing at all. Um, I, it was cool. I wouldn't say I had fun because it's not my jam. But yeah. it was just you know I just watched the whole thing. I watched everybody. I I got ideas for like the rest of his fur suit, and yeah, they're just all really welcoming. So uh, episode two hundred and twenty two of the illustrious Pat and AJ podcast. Appreciate you being here. Woody woot. Um, I don't know what this says about where I am in my life, but I think I know why, you know, maybe because I'm a little bit of a, of a clinically trained therapist, um, why I'm doing it, but I've been resorting back to a lot of, um, early childhood era TV shows. I think a lot of it started when you and I started watching old episodes of the prices, right? That definitely did kick it off. We it all did of a sudden- kick it off. And, and we talked about that yeah. here, here on the podcast. That's our jam lately. Yeah. We are watching, but- we're just going to YouTube and watching seventies and eighties and some early nineties, uh, prices. And right. I also have, by the way, no doubt that this is a, a problem with the algorithm of the world where, you know, you're on YouTube and you watch one thing and, and now it starts feeding you a bunch of more of that thing. And you, you start falling more and more in, into that hole. And the next thing you know, your whole feed is blah, 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 blah. Uh, so maybe it was the price is right. But now I swear to Christ, uh, you know, AJ here out of the two of us, she, she usually falls asleep a little bit earlier. Than well, I have to, I, I work at one thirty. but even on like weekends and stuff, oh, like, yeah, she I'm just tired. runs, she does shit, man. She does a lot of shit. I don't do shit. And so she goes to sleep earlier than me. She tries to hang out and then she falls asleep. He has been finding <laughs> just very rando, old vintage shit and he here's the problem it's he's usually high when he finds it yeah so like he's watching this stuff and he's like i'm not sure if it's crazy because i'm high or if it's crazy because it's old and then the next the next day he comes to me and says i want you to watch this and tell me if i was crazy i beg her like rewatch everything there (laughs) he had two whoppers this weekend that just set me back well you know uh, building off the price is right one because we've been watching like 80s and 90s era Bob Barker Price is Right. So that it's so much fun trying really to figure out shit. how much stuff costs back in the day. We definitely, we shy away from the 70s because it's a little bit too vintage for us. And we shy away from the 2000s because that's when that dirty Drew Carey came in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Barker for life. But we were watching that. Last night I came up on 
a vintage upload. Again, I feel like someone, like their grandma dies, and grandma used to record a All bunch of stuff. daytime programming. And then they go, hey, we got to clear out grandma's house. And now there's like a, like a, like a Gen Zer in there who's 18 and goes, dude, I could upload all this shit yeah. onto my YouTube channel and get a million fucking views. So that's what's happening. Yeah. Some of these channels, these are VHS, like someone recorded this shit and we're just going to up, you know, play it. Oh, right? The quality is terrible. It's so funny. Like yeah. I'll put my glasses on and the quality doesn't change because it's from somebody's like, ba- not even VHS. Some yeah, of these have to be like, it's, it's like a beta tape there. It's bad, but it's watchable. It's a camcorder actually recording, recording the TV. The TV. <laughs> Uh, I bumped into uh, Love Connection, which, I, you know, Love Connection, uh, uh, 80s dating television show. And again, I was born in 78. So the 80s, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly in single digits. I, I, you know, come of age towards really the 90s. You weren't watching that stuff. I mean, you remember it, but you you weren't watching it like an adult. Yeah, like I yet. have vague memories because, again, remember back then, boys and girls, I feel like an old fuck. We just didn't have a lot of choice, right? So, you know, there were only so many channels. And once the kids' programming was over, you, you had either was, you could find yeah. something or you had to go outside. And that was against my rules. <laughs> so I remember the love connection vaguely. Now, of course, Chuck Woolery, he was the host, the famous phrase, see you back in two and two. And the show was, I mean, the format's still around today. We have the Golden Bachelor, right? Yeah. Which is. People are trying to find love. Apparently, this has always been a problem. A problem. Yeah. And the entertainment industry has, it, has yeah. been there to help you find love. So the Love Connection show, if you don't remember, I want you to just imagine this. Is that we have a person, right? And we're going to set them up on a blind date with, okay. with, with one of three people. They get to choose a person of their liking. The audience gets to choose a person of their liking. Okay. And then we get to see and hear all the dirty details of the date that happened. And I don't remember it being like a Springer-esque show. I think I vaguely remember as a kid there was animation, and the animation must have kind of caught my eye. Yeah. Where I go, oh, there's cartoons, and then all of a sudden goes to Chuck Woolery. You're like, but maybe cartoons will come back. And there's cutesy little, like, sound effects. I mean, it's enough of an eye popper where I could see as, as like, an eight- or nine-year-old. You'd tolerate it. I may, yeah. It's, it's kind of like when our son, you uh, he started watching, like, the reality shows when he was young. And we don't know if he quite got them, but he... Well, he didn't, yeah. ...understood it, yeah. enough of, like, the stuff that it was entertaining to watch. So I'm coming up on this old fucking love connection last night from, like, 1980-whatever. And this thing is a goddamn... Garbage dumpster fire of Chicago Bears 2023 season proportions. It is. Pat, Pat said, listen, give me four minutes. He goes, four minutes. All you'll need is four minutes to understand what happened. Said, it I, was one guy. I said, I want to talk about this on the, on the podcast. Give me four minutes of watching. And that's this. all it took. It was one guy who picked one chick. And oh my God. Oh my, it was so, oh my God. <laughs> so the format of the show, if you don't remember, you'd go on, they'd show you some cutesy clips and you go, all right, feller, which one of those uh, ladies over there did you pick? And he said, I picked Mary Sue. And everyone goes, all right. 
They go, well, let's hear about your date with Mary Sue. And then yeah. they would put Mary Sue like in the upper left-hand corner yeah. on a separate screen. She's like in an isolation box yeah. backstage. But she can hear what's going on. She can hear what he's saying. So, he, you know, the guy starts talking about the date and the chick comments. <laughs> Maybe that's why he reminds me of Springer or like Maury. Because remember, Maury, they, yes. they used to do the thing where they bring you out and you're talking about, oh, this motherfucker, he says it's not my kid and I hate him. And the whole time they got the guy on on the screen backstage going, no, man, yeah. you're full of shit. Because you're just waiting for them to come running out to beat the shit yeah, out and, of the and, other and person. And then eventually yeah. you get them so hyped up, you put yeah. them together on, on the same stage and the, the action happens. So we're watching this this, this one and it's, it, it's a guy and this is 1986. He's 34. Looks like about 52. 52 minimum. Minimum. We we're, we're aging really well, you guys. We're I mean, taking care of ourselves better. And I'm not just not just talking about <laughs> our our zennial millennial uh, generation. Gen X. I just mean. in general, y'all. Like we're <laughs> my parents are aging better than these people. That would be like a And my parents are the age of these people and they're still aging better. I'm trying to think that would be the guy we watched on there would have been probably the youngest. Of the boomers. Yeah. He was born probably somewhere in like the mid 50s. I would say because my parents were born in 59. So they would have been about 25 when yeah. this episode was on. And, he and this was, guy's uh, about almost 10 years old. Yeah. He's so. 34. But so, still 34 yeah. looks like your grandfather. Oh my God. Yeah. And even the chicks too. Late 20s easily look like they were in their 40s. You know what I also read? <laughs> Maybe it's because my wife and you know all the little tips and tricks I see around the house these days which a lot of women lean into. You know what I realized with a lot of those women and what? mainly with the hair thing first? It was all natural. Yeah, of course. Now, listen. Because of my wife, I don't trust anything anymore. Yeah. She has trained me to look at every woman like a Vegas stripper where I try to deconstruct you and figure out what about you is not real. And back then, the women didn't have the hair extensions. No. Um, all the crazy makeup. I mean, some basic makeup, yeah. but you know, we're Not, still doing shit by they hand. Contouring. The, it, it's just a different beauty there game no, in general. Like, big old injectable lips and stuff, and tight you, faces. You just had to fucking kind of yeah. work with what, what you, you had, had, yeah, and accentuate the good and try to hide that's, the bad. That's what us normal chicks do. <laughs> I mean, now it's all it's it's a it's a fucking illusion, right? So we're watching this uh, love connection. This fella picks out this this girl and, and goes on to tell us um, about pretty much the worst date known to man. I mean, yeah. this guy's like a classic. Chauvinist. Chauvinist, misogynistic. Like, women are here to kind of entertain me. Um, he said they whine too much. Yeah, women just, whine too much. He's they, like, just get, get, get. Uh, <laughs> he's like, get over it. Put one foot in front of yeah. the other. He's very much like, shut the fuck up and let's just have a happy life. And just so you know, the audience didn't like him from the beginning. <laughs> they didn't boo him. They that's booed the, him before the chick even came out. That's the part I don't remember. And yeah. again, I was a kid watching the show, but I do not remember the relationship between the audience and the character. Well, because some shows have a lot of audience participation and other ones, the audience is just kind of there to oh, observe. No. This it, was an interactive episode. This was not the Jeopardy fucking audience. They were jeering this guy. They were booing him. They were laughing at the zingers that the girl was like throwing his way. They all love the girl because she's like a sassy yeah. California chick who who didn't take no mess and the, she's like this guy's a doofus. The first thing he complained about is how he had to drive like two and a half hours to where she was because they're both in California and as we know California is enormous. 
So he had to drive two and a half hours. And then he goes, the first problem was when I opened the door, I smelled she wore the same perfume my ex-mother-in-law wore. That's right. And she hated me and I hated Hold her. On. This may shock you. This guy's divorced. Yes, I know. Shocking. <laughs> he he already tried to lock one down and she's like, nope. Can't imagine why his ex-mother-in-law hated it. <laughs> so yeah, he starts off by, by bitching about the perfume. Goes on to tell her that she looked uh, heftier in the video, but kind of scrawny in person. Yeah, that was weird. And then he says, well, she picked the restaurant. So we went to this restaurant and uh, we were the only two people there. So that should have indicated a problem. He was very upset that it was not a packed restaurant. Remember what he, I love it. Uh, The menu was limited. Very limited. (laughs) I love that. They only had fried baskets. It was chicken tenders. And shrimp. This guy was the most superficial piece of shit I've ever. So he's complaining about that. He he won't <laughs> leave her alone. Apparently, she's trying to ditch this guy, and yeah. he he won't leave her alone. And I'm I'm watching this last night, and I'm fucking again. Yeah, little little head in the clouds, going. What the fuck is going on? The chick was hilarious. I mean, she had comebacks for everything. She was very funny. Yeah, and she even... I mean, with the right guy, she'd be like, you know, really, like she could be a firecracker of a human being. She even admitted she had two um, outs planned if needed. Oh, yes! She tried the first out, which was my friend's car broke down. I have to go help her. And she goes, well, that didn't work because he offered to come with. So chivalrous. Which I'm like, so he couldn't have been having that bad a time. Because they said after the restaurant, they just went back to her place. And th- that was it. Which no, because no, he wanted to. Because apparently I figured out this was, this was a lunch date. Because yeah. when they're done going to the shitty restaurant, he, he said, well, I figured we could go out that night and do something exciting, like yeah. dancing. So they went back to her place to kill time until they could go out later. And she said... He wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave. She wanted him. Do you know why? This is what guys do for pussy. I'm telling yeah. you. You're sitting here like, well, I can't believe he didn't leave if he wasn't having a good time. Because he thought she was going to slip up and maybe bang him just to get rid of him. Maybe just to make him go back to uh, wherever he came from. And I feel like this must have been a weekday because her second out was a call from her boss. Hold on. It'd be funnier if it wasn't. If it this was this is going to be much funnier well, if it's a Sunday. In my head, I'm like, it's a date. It's got to yeah, be on the weekend. But, How does this work? So she says, literally, this guy says, well, we can't end the date yet. Let's go back to your place. and Just wait. He wants to just wait until it's time and to go, go party, out yeah. in the evening, to which she immediately at her home gets on the phone. And then that's when magically she goes, oh, my friend, it turns out, has a broken uh, tire and I got to go help her out on the highway. And he goes, okay, well, I'll come with you. Yeah. So that doesn't work. And then <laughs> she gets a call from her, her second out. I love that she had a backup plan. Hell yeah. Her second out was that her boss called and had to have an emergency meeting, which is, again, why I was confused. I'm like, is this on a Sunday? Like- I hope it's a weekend. I hope that. That'd be the even better part if she... And and which, by the way, again, these are just old tricks that are still happening today. Hell yeah. Y'all just use your cell phones. This girl had to make sure she got back to her house... Right. Think about the technology we have today versus back then. Like yeah. she had to fake either fake a phone call or yes. have her boss call at a certain. I mean, this had to be pre-planned. This wasn't like you're on your cell phone and you text your friend, "Hey, call me and get me out of this." Bad right. Date. There's so much easier shit. Yeah. The people can like Google image you, um, fake pictures. Oh yeah. my god, my house just burnt down. Look yeah. at the picture. I need to leave. Back then, she had to plan ahead. This was she had a co-conspirator. She had a girlfriend involved. I mean, she had a lot of outs, and this motherfucker 
didn't take any emergency exit. Like he was just like, so how about that pussy? I mean, he did try to kiss her. He did try to kiss her. He basically, it was like, he, he claimed like he was hoping it would save the date if he kissed her, which I'm like, yeah, that, that usually works. Dude, I love the eighties. I, I love the eighties. This guy, this date sucks. She sucks. You know what? Maybe if I just make out with her, this entire thing will, will come to pass. Because then he can bang her and at least it wasn't a total fail. That's what he's thinking. My, you know what my favorite part of that Go guy ahead. was? Is that she had all these zingers and comebacks for him because he was being such a douchebag. Yeah. And and the audience was cheering for her. I mean, they were, yeah. I mean, she was, she was the hero of the episode. Yeah, this guy was an open douche. Like, he he didn't hide what I kind of a I think he was more aloof. I don't think he's an asshole. I think he's, no, he's clueless. he's an asshole. I think he's clueless. Nope. I think he's a clueless asshole. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's intentional. I think he very, I think he believes he's very straightforward. And he just kind of puts it out there. Yeah, but do you see that guy like questioning his, like, maybe it's me? No, that guy would never say yeah. that. So my favorite part is that every time she'd had a zinger for him, he would basically cut her off and go, anyway. Yeah, he would anyway. try to move the story forward and say, well, here's what we did next. And the whole thing ends, by the way, with her finally getting rid of him because she has an emergency work meeting on a Sunday at like 2. Um, and and this, this guy uh, goes on to say, well... I decided to just go out to a local uh, nightclub and I had a good time and I met a girl and, and ended up going going home with her. Yep. That was the end of the whole fucking thing. And I kid you not, this is all <laughs> we watched of the show was this this interaction. That's not even the whole episode, dude. No. This is this is like the first eight minutes of, of this love. Can and I started doing the math in my head and this is the part which, you know, once again, hindsight's 50-50, uh, 2020. My mom in that year, 86, my mom would have been 30 Eight. So she would have been dating guys yeah. in in that general pool. Yeah. Not California guys, no. Chicago guys who are just like that. They're, they're still doofuses. They're doofuses with bigger bellies. Yeah, basically. And I'm like, man, my mom didn't have a fucking chance. chance. No. Especially with her super tight Catholic morals. My mom would like shoo you away if you tried to kiss her. Yeah. She'd be like, keep your filthy paws off, off my, my silky, silky draws. draws. You know, she, she was a good Catholic girl. So... This is one of the things Pat found over the weekend, this love connection. And then this one. Man, I'm finding weird shit. God, let's let's wrap up the podcast with this one because this do you want, one. Do you want, I mean, I feel like one, we're going to post this love connection episode because you guys are probably listening going, it sounds insane. Maybe you're of a certain age where you're like, I never even heard of this show. I See, I never really heard of it. I mean, I, I'd seen like. The, the format yeah. of it in flashbacks, but I'd never seen it. Yeah, and I'm like, that's why I told AJ. I said, not that I have clear memories of it, no. but I remember as a kid with the limited 2579 and 32 and 55 that you would eventually just sometimes settle and go, fuck it, this is what I'm watching. And I remember it was one of those that was very tolerable as a kid. Yeah. So this, this next one is not one. Yeah, this is before I was born. This one is from 60s. 1966. It's not a TV show either. No, it's a movie. And so I come out of the bedroom on Friday. I, you know, I sleep after work till about like one in the afternoon. I come out of the bedroom and Pat's, you know, doing his work notes and he's got something on in the background. Yeah. I happen to have a really big break in my schedule on Thursday. So I had a nice like two hours it was Friday. In, in, the, in the middle of the day on Friday. Um, But he's watching this old ass movie. And I, I mean, that was just my first impression. I'm like, this is real old. And I was like, what the heck are you watching in the background, usually he's got the news on or something like that. 
And he goes, news is too fucking depressing. Oh, don't watch the news. Can't watch the news lately. I work in the news and I don't want to watch the news. Why do you think I'm watching the fucking love connection? Why do you think I'm watching a douche from California make fun of a poor woman? After this, we're watching the price is right because I'm not watching the news. I got to, I got to work in the news in less than 12 hours. I I, I did not want to watch the news. I go, what else could I watch? And I'm like, what is this? And he goes, (laughs) very seriously. He goes, Jenny, Oh, fuck. Jenny. Okay. Jenny. (laughs) So, of course, he was high, and I went, went to bed early the night before because I had to work at 1.30. Yeah. And he stumbled upon this movie, and he stumbled upon one scene of it. Well, which, yeah, I, I, well, I came in on what turns out is like... The last The scene, last yeah. scene, it's, it's almost the apex of the entire it movie. Is. It's the They build up to the scene, and it, it just happened to come on the TV during this scene. And he said, okay, well, I felt like I should go back and watch the whole thing. And I said, okay, well, what is it? <laughs> Do you want me to jump in now? Is now where you want me to tell? Yes, what's it called? <sighs> it's the 1966 Peter Fonda, Nancy Sinatra movie, The Wild Angels. Okay. In case you're wondering, this is the first film that puts Peter Fonda who goes on to be a legendary actor and iconic for his roles in Easy Rider. Yeah. Motorcycle-based kind of flicks. This was his first movie on This the bike. is the first time they said, we're going to make a movie, we're going to put this guy on a bike, and he's going to look badass. And it literally, this movie turns out, it spawns a generation of films. She just fucking rolled her eyes at me. How- this is so, you guys... She, by the way, I was in awe. She was a fucking film major. You know, I, (laughs) I've never heard of this. I was like the one who was just a radio rat who was being taught how to fucking talk up records. You were the one who were like analyzing Hitchcock's fucking the birds. Yeah, that was fun. This movie, you guys, (laughs) it's just a, it, first of all, it's a study in how movies used to be made. There's about six pages of dialogue in this whole damn movie. They don't. They don't really, they tell a story, but they don't. It's a lot of imagery, but I think that's really what it was about back then. I think, see, and, and, and you're right when you say it's more of a story of how film has evolved because, um, I got bored. This is the shit I do when I get bored a while back. And we've talked about this. I watched every James Bond film in order. And that again is more of a study in how film has evolved and how storytelling has evolved and the one thing I figured out early in the Bond films is that it was very much people did not have access to the internet. No. They did not have access really to global travel. They didn't know what the fuck the world looked like. Yeah. So if you can make a James Bond film where you're filming in the British fucking property of Bermuda or whatever and show it to people who are never going to go to Bermuda and have never seen that, they were in awe just to see what it looked like and only when that becomes kind of, I guess, our expectant, like like our our view of the world becomes more, you start to see the storytelling kind of pick up where they're like, okay, we can't just show them shit. Yeah. We need to say shit. This movie just showed shit. It was a, it was, there, there's a lot of riding motorcycles. There's a lot of looking badass. 
There's a lot of... Um, a lot of partying. There's a lot of partying. There's a lot of raping. A lot of raping, but weird raping. And it, yeah, it's I'm not, not the, applauding raping, no. but I'm applauding... This was like raping inside like a biker gang where like the chicks fought it, but then after they just got up and walked away and continued to hang out with the gang. But 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 there's nothing actually happening. No, it's like, like it's like raping behind. You know, this it's is, implied. There, it was. I mean, it, it's 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 again a difference in storytelling, yeah. right? This is a far cry of how they would film some kind. I mean, look at how SOA handled. I mean, this is oh, like yeah, this is not this is like the cleanest SOA you could ever. But it's it was still disturbing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, at the end, I was like, "Ew, I need a shower." Like, so <laughs> here's what I figured out: that the movie is about um, a dude named Bluesy. That's Peter Fonda. And he's got a best friend named Loser, or The Loser. Yeah. In case Played you want Bruce, Bruce Stern. Yeah, AJ. By the way, don't don't let her shit talk you. Oh, I was I absolutely researched this movie after. Put it all on me because she became Little Miss IMDb and learned everything about it. What did I say as soon as the movie ended? I my first words were, "That's it. That's the end." And then I said, I'm so confused. So, yes, I went online and did a deep dive because I was confused. So, the movie is about two dudes, and these are these are biker guys in the 60s, the mid-60s, right? So, there's no biker culture yet. We don't know what this is. Um, and and Bluesy and the loser just want to, they just want to party, man. Yeah. They don't want to be held back by the man. They just want to be free. They want to be free to ride their machine. We want to be free to get loaded. They want to be free to get loaded. <laughs> And, and the movie is them just kind of going around causing havoc. And eventually the loser uh, gets killed because he is shot by the police. Yes. So, of course. In, in and hold on. By the way, everyone now likes to talk about how, like, trigger happy and, you know, shit police are. They're like, man, these fucking police, they're killing everyone. Oh, this this guy just pulled out a gun and shot dude, the dude in the back. You need to watch the 1960s era depictions of police on the movies. These guys don't even ask questions before no, they pull guns. It was just, I'm going to shoot you in the back. Every scene in this movie with the police, before they do anything, they got guns out and they're just firing. <laughs> so the loser dies. The loser dies because he gets shot in the back from the police. Then, of course, you know, there has to be a random rape in the hospital because why not? But they bust. You didn't even talk. Yeah, hold on. You got to talk about how he's in the He's not even dead yet. No. He's shot in the back. Yes. And the loser gets taken to a hospital. But in true, it's like Sons of Anarchy. He, he can't stay in the hospital because the cops are looking for him. So his, you know, his his biker gang friends break him out of the hospital, even though he probably should stay there. Do you know what's weird about it? And I'd like to say that they ripped it off from them, but it's pre-them. That's, that's fucking the Godfather. Yeah. That's yeah. the Godfather. Yeah. When they're getting the Don. Yeah, absolutely. Out of the hospital. And this is like 10 years before that movie and yeah. definitely before the book. So they bust Loser out of the hospital. They, yeah, they get him out of the... I mean, he's alive, but he's in the hospital. He dies, of course, you know, at the clubhouse because, you know, he's not in the hospital anymore. <laughs> that was the best part is that they broke this guy out of the hospital just to have him die with them. They, they took away any and all medical care and then their homie dies. And then it becomes this movie about burying the dead homie. And yes, of course, AJ doesn't want you to forget that as they were breaking the loser out of the hospital, a nurse happens to catch him. And before you know it, there's another like soft core rape, weirdo rape, which is not a rape because it's just like him grabbing her on the arm. And she goes, 
Oh no! Yeah, it's all it's, like again, again, it's implied. Like it's they don't very sixties implied. Yeah, shit. they don't show any sex at all. They don't. No, no, no. They don't show any humping. In fact, my favorite is when the guys are. They done, don't even touch each other. When the guys are done with the the implied rape, they stand up and like their pants they're, aren't even down. They're, 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 fully, they're fully clothed. They're fully clothed. Like nobody's zipping up a fly. It's but again, you know, these women then just go back to that hanging out have, with these guys. That must have prepared a generation of women. Um, not properly for what it was like to get raped, right? Yes, that's not what it's really there like. There are a bunch of women that are like, you know what? If that's how it is, I guess it's not the worst thing. So I love this part. They say we're going to bury the dude in his hometown, which is like Northern California. Yeah, all of a sudden now they need to bury him and they take him up. It's like Redwood Country something or something. Like that. They pay off a funeral director to like give him a casket and embalm him. They take him up to some Northern California town. And they go to this little church, and my I just love it because the only people at the funeral are the bikers, which I'm like, well, you could have done that in Southern California then. It's not like you invited his family. True. Um, lot, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, No one called his mom or dad. This no. is very much just the club is going to uh, bury him. And, of course, you know, they can't wear their colors going up there because they don't want the cops to follow them. Um, lots of Nazi imagery. Yeah, lots of swastikas. The guy's casket is covered in a Nazi flag. And I had to do because, you know, uh, it's a little little bit sensitive material for us here in the year 2023. Think? But uh, here, I, I did a lot of research into it. A couple things. So one, this is 1966. So the guys were assuming are about maybe 20 years old. Yeah. They're not teenagers. But they're not old men. They're not full-blown adults. Yeah. They're very young. They're wild angels. They're wild angels. So their dads are the ones who fought in World War II. Yeah. And and they were born right after. They were, yeah, they're, they're the original baby boomers. So these guys, because they choose to be the wild angels, and, 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 and they don't listen to fucking anybody. Yeah. So the wild angels... To basically poke and prod and troll. I mean, I guess if we, it's if, a troll, yeah. If we're using the today's vernacular, they decide to troll their dads, the author- the authorities, the authorities, the man, the, the man, the general public. They said we're not only going to not conform to your rules, which is to get a nice haircut and to get a job, but they're going to ride bikes, get loaded, and represent themselves with a bunch of. Nazi imagery. Nazi imagery. Not that they're anti-Semitic. That's the weirdest part. I, As I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't feel like they're Nazis like we no. have, you know, we had in World War II. Or even, sadly, the no. Nazis yeah. we have today. They're not today. the Nazis we have now. They're not anti-Semitic. They're, no, no, no. you know, no, the, they're not the, white power. They're actually, if you notice, the club, very multicultural. Absolutely, It was yeah. a very diverse club for 1966. Yeah. So it was basically just a, a, an opportunity to stick it to the man. Yeah, it was a way to piss people off, especially those, the man who had gotten back from World War II, and now those are the police, those are the elders, and they're like, we're going to stick it to you. Because the movie literally starts at one of the guys getting fired from his job, and his, his, his foreman goes, oh, you know, we used to kill Krauts who wore stuff like that back in the war, you know? It's, it's, it's in that, that era. Yeah. So it's not, I'm, I'm watching, like, are they fucking Nazis? Am I watching a Nazi film? Just, What's, what does this say about me? That was the thing. I'm like, there's a lot of rape and a lot of Nazi imagery, and I'm not comfortable <laughs> with either, either of these, but they're not quite oh, what you Oh, you guys think, think I'm fucking nuts. This no, is weird. No. So this is the scene that Pat <laughs> happened upon. So this is what happened. This is what Pat goes, if you watch one scene from this movie, which I had already watched most of it with the because I was so flabbergasted like, at what, what was on TV. What are you watching? Yeah. 
I this said, funeral <laughs> turns into a fucking melee. They hire a pastor to come in. Then they heckle the pastor. They, they don't like him. No. So then they beat the shit out of him and tie him up. <laughs> which well, hold on. You can't jump ahead between. Well, let's not get too in the weeds here. Not too in the weeds. But, you know, uh, uh, Peter, you know, they, they, they bring in the loser. They have a preacher. The preacher's trying to do the fucking, you know, children of God speech. And they get very angry. And Peter Fonda, bluesy. Stands up, delivers this great speech, and at the end of the speech, just declares, this is no longer a funeral, it's a party. And they go on to have a raucous party. And yes, they beat the shit out of the preacher. They tie him they up. They tie him up. They put him in the casket. Yes, and then they they, they stand up their friend with they, a joint in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, they take the dead guy out of the casket. They go, he needs a party. And they sit him up in the corner. And then they rape the dead guy's girlfriend. They rape his they girlfriend. Dr- not only that, they drug and rape her. Yeah, and, 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 and once again, the drugging back then. And, and you can tell where all the early anti-drug messaging came from. Yeah. It's like a magic something in your hand that you just put put up to someone's face. Right, and she just passes And out. she goes, oh. Yeah. And then this whole thing comes to a conclusion where the party comes to an end. They drag this guy's fucking body through the town square. They dump him into his grave. And, and for some reason, yeah. the town folks show up and decide to whoop their ass. Yeah, so, of course, another fight breaks out. Another fight breaks out. All the bikers leave. And Peter Fonda is Except left for bluesy, there. Yeah. Except for bluesy, yeah. for bluesy. He says, basically, I'm, you can hear the police sirens. He goes, I'm going to stay, basically. And then he starts- I'm done running! Yeah, I'm done running. There's He's, nowhere to go! He starts dumping dirt on the casket, and I kid you not, it fades to black. See on the move. I, I'm shit you not- the description of this movie we just gave is longer than the actual yeah. movie. The movie- This is more dialogue that's in the entire- the, the Most of the movie is just them driving on very beautiful, scenic- Pre, we fucked it up, uh, 1960s California yeah. roads, and them uh, playing badass music. There is very little character development. Like, you got to figure out who these people Things are. Things just kind of fucking happen. Yeah. And, and then they realized now the story's over. It was, you guys, if you are in a place where it's legal, I encourage you to toke up a little bit. <laughs> I encourage you to have a joint and oh, watch man. the wild angels because you will not, you'll, you'll just be confused. You'll walk away from it as confused. I'm it still is, confused. And, I, and I can't believe what I watched. I, I have read so much and now I'm like, should I watch easy rider? Cause that's now like the next one that really launched Peter found That's the one with uh you know, the song and Dennis Hopper. And that's the Americana one you think of the funniest trivia I read about that movie is that Bruce Stern who plays the loser oh, yeah. who gets shot and killed. He, he, he plays a corpse for like literally most half, of the movie. Most yeah. of the movie. He's just a dead guy. Um, he and Diane Ladd, who's also in the movie, conceived their daughter, who you may know as Laura Dern, a.k.a. Jurassic Park, a.k.a. a million other things. There you go. On the set of the movie. <laughs> and apparently when Laura Dern was little and people would say, oh, who are your parents? She would show them pic- a picture from the movie of them dressed up in the biker gear. That's awesome. Just so they'd stop asking. It's hilarious. It is the weirdest. It's weird and it's crazy. Listen, it's, it's offensive. It's very offensive. <laughs> But it's also so weird because, like, I was telling AJ, I said, man, someone has to always be first. And, you know, obviously, whoever these bikers were, and there were real Hell's Angels, by the way, in the movie. Yeah, but the irony of that, too, is that Bruce Stern got beat up by real Hell's Angels. No one said that they weren't going to beat. Listen, you invite Hell's Angels over. You might... I just, might want to just figure out someone may get beat up in I the just, process. I love that there were Hell's Angels in the movie, but they did beat up cast members, and then they did sue the director <laughs> of the film afterwards. Sounds very Hell's Angels thing to do. 
but you know, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're watching this and you realize you're being, this is the first generation of these bikers ever being documented in some way. Right. And it's our first time putting them in the media and someone had to just make it. And no one said it was going to, you know, make a lot of sense. It's kind of like when you listen to the early, anything of, I don't care whatever genre you're into. I don't care if it's fucking country music, heavy metal music, electronic dance music. Everything had to start somewhere. If you go back to whatever the first is, it usually sounds pretty lame and you go, boy, I'm glad it sounds like this. Now someone had to do it first. I mean, there was a point in Sons of Anarchy where Pat goes, I don't want to watch this anymore because it was too fucked up. I think it's when they killed Tig's daughter. Yeah, it was just too fucking violent. violent. Yeah, yeah. We're just, fuck, I'm just not here for, for torture porn. I guarantee people in 1966 watched this Absolutely. movie the same way. And trust me, folks, and I hope if you take anything from this podcast, besides the fact that I may be batshit crazy. You are. That people, even since 1966, have been going... This whole goddamn world is going to hell right now. <laughs> I, we 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 have got to make this place great again. They, they do say that in the movie. Jesus They're like, Christ. everything's changing oh, and not for the better. Mother, I don't like it. <laughs> so take solace in that. We've been saying that since 1966. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.